0: Hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Turn 2 Podcast. My name's Tanner, we've got...
1: Treasure! And...
0: Justin! Hanging out with us. Uh, we're going to be talking some baseball. Got Had a little bit of a break, uh, which was... How do you feel about the break, Justin? I
2: don't know. See, here's the thing. The Rays, my team, not been playing well. So, it was a much-needed break because it's just been so exhausting watching them play. Yeah. Because they're so bad right now. Um, and then they came back from break and still playing bad. So, uh, (laughs) it was a good, it was good, like four or five days of not having to worry about them losing games, but it was still nice. Um, how was your, Did you guys enjoy the break? I'm okay with it.
1: We don't, we don't know anything about watching your teams lose.
0: Yeah. Not all year long. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay (laughs) with it. It's a nice little, it's a nice little reset. I, but then there's, like, when it comes to, like, Thursday or Friday after the All-Star break, I'm like, all right, I'm ready. I'm ready to watch again.
2: And at least we had Monday and Tuesday of baseball action. And I don't know if you guys caught any of that. It was – got the Homer run Derby, which I know we talked about this uh, last podcast. Uh, I can't remember anybody's guests. I know my guess was
0: Randy and Julio. And mm-hmm. was I was – I was close, man. At one point, we were—I was watching it with my father-in-law, and I was very close to uh, getting that actually correct.
1: Yeah. Uh, my picks were Alonso and Betts. I mean, I feel bad for Mookie, but he had fun.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he did. <laughs> uh, you know, it just seemed like he was just taking batting practice. Yeah. Um, and I, did he even take his time out? Because I don't think he no, did. he didn't. no, he did No, he didn't. I can't no,
0: remember. He didn't, and I think because he just knew that he was just up there trying to put on. He wasn't. I think he was trying. I think he's giving his effort, but I don't think he was trying to win. (laughs) That makes sense. Well, if I
2: knew that it was his wife that set him up, I wouldn't have picked him in the final. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't realize that at the time. So, (laughs) Yeah. But I was happy to see a Rosarena do better than any Ray before. Yeah. Um, But just seems like he was going too quick there at the end. Mm -hmm. Um, So for those who didn't know, uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. was the winner. uh, Beat Rosarena. Pretty exciting finish at the end. Uh Gray had 25. A Rosarina ended up with I think 23. The one thing I have about the home run derby, especially at the end, was the camera angle that ESPN had. <laughs> so they just showed Randy. They didn't show any of the balls. So like he's hitting these. I'm like, oh, that's gone. That's gone. Yeah. He's tied it. He's about to win it. And then it was like, oh no, he only has 23. Yeah. I was like, okay, at least show me like yeah, and then they're the just like, "Oh, it's over." He, he, didn't, close. he didn't hit any outs. Yeah. Like, well, okay. And I think so. The issue I think is just Randy was just going too fast. Yeah. Because he was just he was no breaking it. It was swing reset swing reset. Yeah. Um, and I mean it's just pretty much impossible to to film it at least both mm-hmm. uh, yeah. on that side. So I think when they used to wait to the ball in before throwing the next pitch. Even though they all cheated and did it before. Yeah. It seemed at least, at least from a television standpoint, it was at least a little bit more exciting. Yeah. I for felt sure. like I could follow it a little bit better. But in person, I probably would like this format better, just launching them, keep launching them. Yeah. Um, That's
0: more you know for know. the fans in the stands. I, I definitely agree. I just, yeah. there's just one thing that I want to point out about um, hmm. Adolis Garcia, that poor man's pitcher, and no disrespect to that guy, but oh, that yeah. dude was dropping pitches in the dirt. On him. And I I just uh, we discussed it after because we watched it and we discussed it after. I feel like they have to have some sort of like a system, whether it's a pitching machine. I I don't know Mm -hmm. what it is, but something that makes it fair for everybody. And it's just consistent for everybody.
1: Well, yeah. And didn't his his pitcher who he was going to use, didn't he like something happened and he backed out last second and then he didn't even get to practice with the guy that he pitched with?
2: That was Alonzo. Oh,
1: okay, just never mind. Cut that out. That was, yeah, that was Alonzo. <laughs> <Never Yeah. mind. laughs>
2: Inconsistent in pitches, definitely. I mean, cost him some. I was happy it did uh, because it's going up against <laughs> Rosarino. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: I was like, good pitching right there. Is good, you know, yeah. cutters away. Some interesting things, I guess, overall for the home run derby. Well, I guess Vlad Guerrero Jr. and Vlad Guerrero Sr., his father, both have won their home run derby. And they're the yeah, first was- father-son duo uh, to cool. actually do it. I saw that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So I, that was good for them, even though I'm not. I have not to a say this. Blue Jays fan, but yeah, I good for Guerrero.
0: I really don't care about him winning, though. That's, <laughs> that's mean to say, but I really just don't really care about him winning. To be honest with you, I yeah. would have taken Randy. I would have taken. I, I mean, even even Adley Rutschman, he switch hitting and how he came out hitting 27 you're like great awesome the only other person I probably would have been like the same about would have been uh Luis Robert winning not mm-hmm. that I hate him I just it's just like eh, okay I, I would rather Randy won or Mookie of won or uh, Julio to win especially Julio in his stadium after he broke the record he hit some, mm-hmm. what 42 home runs in the first
2: round that's
1: crazy yeah come on
2: yeah yeah <laughs> you know the interesting thing about Luis uh Robert Jr. He actually hurt his calf, I think, during the first round. Oh no. Really? Of it. So that's why he didn't play in the all star game. Oh. I was because he tweaked something. <laughs> yeah. Because I think he was supposed to he was supposed to play and they scratched him because he felt something in his calf. And wow. I think they said it was during the first one. So again, Randy got a good advantage. He got a bad pitcher and a guy who had a bad leg. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, there's but that's that's the thing I don't like about the new format is it's you're up against multiple things. So if you go first, like you're kind of at a disadvantage unless you're just cranking them out there. Mm-hmm. Whereas you're the second guy, you just know to give halfway effort. I don't know how you necessarily fix that. My only idea was to have them go out there in the first round, all of them, knowing against each other. And then whoever hits the least amount, you just cut like two guys off of that or whatever, and then have the mm-hmm. the two guys that hit the most have a first round buy. And then you just kind of go seeding from that way. Cause the way they're seated, I guess, is based on the home runs they already hit, I don't know, uh, throughout the year. Yeah. But I just – I think they've got to change something. It's probably super exciting and great for the fans and uh, while they're there, but it's just not the same. And I, I understand why they got away from the 10 outs uh, because it did take a long time. But even so, that took, what, two and a half, three hours to do.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's the same amount of time we're spending with it anyway. Yeah. Because, I mean, each of them get – Four minutes, they get one timeout. They get another break before their bonus time. Yeah. By that time, you get through one matchup, including all the commercial breaks. You're already. Yeah. I mean, in the fact that it's supposed to start at like eight, and then doesn't actually start to like eight thirty. <laughs> right, right. Like it's already like nine, nine thirty by the time you get through the first matchup. Yeah. Because it takes so long to get introductions and just them getting rolling and yeah. all that. So there's definitely ways they can speed it up. I think what they should do is just get rid of the seating. Just have them all hit. Yeah. Top four, move on. Yeah. And then the top two move on, and then you get the final. Would
0: you bring back? Would you keep it timed, or would you bring back the uh, the outs?
2: I like the time. Yeah. Because I feel like it just they're more likely to swing. There's nothing. I don't want to watch guys take pitches. You know.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, Garcia still would be up there today.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We're still doing the ten hour. You You would have had a pitcher, a sub-pitcher come in. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, just like at some point, you just start swinging, man. Yeah. (laughs) Just start. You know, so I like the ability that they can just swing. They don't have to care if it goes out. If it goes out, cool. If it not, whatever.
0: Would you be in favor of them bringing in like a machine that, like, I don't know if it's necessarily a pitching machine, but some sort well, I guess it would be a pitching machine. Like, Mm -hmm. that would just dot it exactly. Like, they set it and they put it up there. That give them like five or two minutes to tweak it and say that's where I want it. And would you... Do you like the element of having the pitcher there, or would you take that out of it?
2: Uh, I mean, I'm not there to see the batting practice pitcher, so I would be okay with the the yeah. machines. Um, That's the thing about Julio's think, guy.
0: Julio's guy was just it, it, whap, whap, just right in the same mm-hmm. spot in the first round, and then later on you could tell that he was getting tired. And both of them kind of seemed like they were tired, but yeah. um, I just – I don't know. It's just like a different strategy that you don't usually see, whereas when you could take pitches – you could be selective, and if your guy was, you know, if your pitcher gets the yips out there, you're going to lose a home run derby. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Now it's, now it's a little bit more at stake. You have to bring someone like I was. We were talking about it when Adley was up there with his dad, and I was laughing. My father-in-law I was just like, if you're Adley up there and your dad starts pitching you bad, what do you say to him at Thanksgiving? Hey, thanks, yeah. Dad. You know, I only hit seven because you're a <laughs> terrible pitcher. <laughs>
1: like,
0: what? I don't know what you yeah. do there. So if they were able to put some sort, I, I don't really. I like the idea of adding things to the game that make it fun, and I know that the home run derby is not a huge, huge deal. But if they were not able to make it like kind of fair across the board to see who's like mm-hmm. pure talent that would win, I would be in vote for that.
2: Yeah, I agree. As long as it's consistent, right? that's the only, only thing. It's supposed to be a fun event. Like, why are we taking ourselves so seriously? Right. Um, we don't need the, uh, I guess the the crowd that always hates change in baseball. Right. Like it's a home run derby. At the end of the day, it's supposed to be for fun. So yeah, try some. I'm okay things. with any changes and all that.
1: Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. I know. Um, we'll talk about the All Star Game in a second. I did see a report in 2024. They're talking about introducing like a uh, Hall of Famers Home Run Derby. So like David Ortiz, yeah. Alex oh, Rodriguez, awesome. Ken Griffey Jr., Jim Tome. I, I
1: cool, but also uh, like. No, mm they're older guys and they're going to get gassed pretty quickly
0: yeah i mean you just give them give them outs at that point give them five outs so they don't die out there yeah. but, <laughs> and maybe i don't know if i don't i don't think you move the fences in or anything like that but just see if they'll do it i mean pujols uh, two years ago i mean he's he's not a young chicken and he was doing yep. pretty well but some of these guys are i still think poppy could hit nukes <laughs> right now i'll be honest with you but like Ken Griffey yeah. Jr. I bet he's still got a sweet swing, but his stamina is probably isn't there. Yeah. Um, so, but I think it'd be fun to watch those guys out there and, and do that. That'd be a nice change as well.
2: Yeah. I'm just saying it's going to, it's all fun and games. if someone like pulls something yeah. breaks a hip. That's the last of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, any change that might as well, you know, nothing, you don't really have that much to lose in the, yeah. in the home run derby. <laughs> the All Star game uh, the following night, which was, eh. I don't know. It wasn't that exciting.
0: I watched it for me. Just if
2: i watched, watched all of it.
0: I watched, I watched 95 percent of, <laughs> of it. Yeah, I missed the yeah. first inning. I picked up when Ivaldi uh, yeah. was on the mic. I loved mm, that. Okay. I loved when they were on yeah. the mic. Up, that was really fun.
2: So then you missed the very first two batters. Yes, I did. Against Garrett Cole, yeah, just hitting bullets, and Garcia and Rosarinas bailed him out, mm. but. I, did, um, I
0: saw the highlights after because that's all they could really talk about because there was kind of a lull yeah. in it. And they're just like, oh, that first mm-hmm. inning was really exciting. We're in the fifth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> We don't really got much to talk about.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, that's what it felt like. Um, it was the final score of 3-2. National League finally won one, so that's was, it's good for them.
0: Was it the first time since 2012 I saw? Was that right? <laughs> yeah. That's a long time. time. I did not realize that. And that's used to be a big deal because they used to play for home field advantage in the World Series, which I'm glad they took that away. But uh, that All-Star game used to hold a little bit more weight. So I guess good on the NL, but they got lucky. I mean, come on. They hit a home run
2: late in the game. Yep. It was the winning two-run home run by Elias Diaz, who ended up being the MVP and was the first Colorado Rocky to be the All-Star MVP. (laughs)
1: Aww.
2: If you watch the game, as the only obvious choice, yeah. Um, unless you just give the whole pitching staff, I guess the MVP. Yeah. I guess one interesting thing was the first home run that was hit. It was by Yandy Diaz from the Tampa Bay Rays. Mm-hmm. The interesting story with that is Yandy had quite a week uh, for himself. So his wife it was actually in labor, about to deliver his first child. So he actually missed Monday. He stayed with his wife to be by her side.
1: Good husband. And then
2: flew on... Actually, at 2 p.m. on Monday, he flew to Seattle. Oh, wow. But his flight got delayed. Oh, oh no. Wasn't able to leave until 7 p.m. Oh, wow. From uh, the Tampa Bay area. And then he didn't arrive to Seattle until 2.30 that morning. Ooh. Oh. Yikes. Was able to get inside his hotel by 3 a.m. And oh. then... Finally met up with all the other All Stars that morning after a couple hours of sleep. Ooh. I don't even think he had enough time to even take batting practice. That's tough uh, during all of that.
0: That's tough. You said that was his first kid. Yep. Wow. First
2: kid, and for his first kid, first at bat, uh, he hit a home run. That's pretty Aww. special. That's pretty special, and he and that's his first
0: All Star game, right?
2: Yep. Yeah. First All Star game, first <sighs> at bat. A lot of uh, firsts, and then. He rushed back home, and his baby had a baby boy born on Wednesday morning. Oh, wow. Uh, so he made it just in time. Wow. I think there was like an hour or two difference.
1: Wow, so that's crazy.
2: <laughs> he uh, flew from Tampa Bay area to Seattle, back down to Tampa Bay in a span of like oh, less than 48 hours. I bet so he, a lot of traveling for him. Yeah, I bet he um,
0: was happy to have some days off after that.
2: Oh, yeah. So he so, missed the first series against the Royals. So you can have time, obviously, with the, with his family. Um, but yeah, it was a, a crazy oh I guess a memorable a uh, week. That's yeah, for Yanni. Oh, Diaz. That's pretty sure. awesome.
0: I need to walk back what I just said because I said, you know, he's probably happy to have some time off when you have kids.
1: Yeah, I was gonna. You say, don't get any time off. I was gonna say really, yeah. really restful time having a newborn. At home. <laughs> yeah,
0: he's, he's probably just like <laughs> calling up Kevin Cash. Hey, bro, you need me to do anything? I'll come up there and do whatever <laughs> you need. <laughs> yeah. Get me out of here. <laughs> they usually sleep a lot in the beginning, so but still, it's that's a hectic mm. time. But yeah, that's what a week that guy had. Wow. Yep. You speak of of some crazy traveling and moving around. I kind of transitioned into players moving teams. So we're going to talk about some trade mm-hmm. stuff here. So we haven't had right. too many trades, but we did have one on the 30th. So we had Aroldis Chapman leaving the Kansas City Royals to go to the Texas Rangers. I... I I th- I feel like that's a good pickup for Texas, even though he was kind of a wild card the last couple of years, not really being the same Chapman. But he's he seems to be back. I think that's a, a good one. This there hasn't been too much recently of movement, but in the next few weeks we are going to have everything happen because tread deadlines at the end of this month. And I saw this stat talking about players that were going to move, and I wanted you to hear this, Justin, because we have talked a lot of trash this season about the White Sox. And mm-hmm. they have been connected with being kind of a sell team. And I think they should. We've talked about how they should get rid of guys or whatever. Yeah. So their man, you know, man of steel, the guy that's always been there, Tim Anderson. I saw this stat. How long do you say how many home runs do
2: you think he has this year? Do you think he has any? I know he doesn't have a lot, if he has any. He. Um, I know he's been in a Homerless drought uh, for a while. So, so I'll go with zero. Yeah, he's got. He does have zero.
0: But the last time he hit a home run, it's been a full mm-hmm. calendar year. He hit a, his last yeah. home run was July fifteenth, twenty twenty two, and Yikes. and he's yeah. and he's been kind of the guy there. So I I don't you know bring it up to hate too much on him. But if you're if you're going to be a part of a, a fire sale, which I think the White Sox should, he's not going to get much back. I'd leave it at, even yeah. at this point because he's not. I mean, he's been a little bit hurt and stuff like that as well. But here's the other stat that I thought was hilarious. So, home runs in the last 300 at bats for Tim Anderson is zero. In the last 300 at bats for Zach Greinke, a pitcher, he has five. In his last <laughs> 300 at bats, he has five home runs. So <laughs> that's funny, yeah, just a wild stat that a pitcher has five home runs and he has zero. and no, he's not necessarily a home run hitter all the time. He's a hitter for average, but he's just not playing well. I'm gonna address the big one in the room here as well. There has been some rumors going around about Shohei Otani having mm-hmm. i mean he does do you think at this point, even if he stopped playing and he got injured, I think he still might have MVP locked up. I'll be honest, like,
2: yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. With Judge injured.
0: I just think <laughs> that the AL side is pretty much locked up. But they they have a bunch of rumors about him going places. Have you heard any of these rumors, either of you? Yeah. Oh,
2: I've yeah.
1: heard one.
0: Where? What did you hear? Treasure. Tampa. Did, did they say anything about it, or did you hear, like, the prospects that they have they could give, he they could get them? Was it kind of that? Okay, you it just was, heard it. I just heard it. Okay, in passing. in passing. What did you hear, Justin?
2: So I've heard the Rays. I've heard uh, Yankees, I think, Boston, maybe. They've
0: um, they've they've floated a few of them out there. You've, you've nailed a few of them. They've yeah. talked about Seattle, San Francisco, Baltimore. First question to you, Justin: Do you trade mm-hmm. Shohei?
2: No. Here's well, I think you try, but you're trading a talent that we no one's ever really seen before. Yeah. So the return that you if you trade them and you don't get one superstar really if you don't get two superstars you have now failed right yeah so you have to basically be trading guaranteed superstars yeah to get them no team's going to do that why would you trade a guarantee
0: for a rental yeah because
2: you're trying to win because all the teams are trying to that are going to try to trade them are teams that want to win a world series this year right you're not going to trade away your best players for Basically, you're in the same spot. Yeah. So I think it's going to be cost too much. It's just a bad look if you're the Angels and you trade away Shohei. Well, at that point, might as well trade Trout. Yeah. Trade everybody else you have because you just threw in the towel. Right. Um, Yeah. So I I don't think he's going anywhere.
0: Even even if he were to leave for free, it kind of makes Shohei the bad guy uh, in that or the other team's I just feel like if you trade him, you just give up. Because, yeah, it's going to be a rental because he's not signed under contract. But um, it, it's still tough to sit there and admit, like, yeah, it's over. And how does my, how is Mike Troutfy at that point? <laughs> the only guy that has contributed to the team besides me, he's gone. <laughs> you know? There's some other decent players there. But I've seen some of the deals that are proposed. Um, for them, I've seen the Tampa Bay one. They they had a proposed deal for th- these are just a couple beat writers and stuff. A proposed deal of like Shane Baz and um, a couple like pitchers and stuff. And it even it even it's even problematic for the players that you have to give away as a team that wants Shohei because like yeah we're gonna mm-hmm. give all these players away for 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 a, a phenomenal player right now yeah. uh, in October he may be gone. He may be a free agent Mm -hmm. and sign somebody else. So then you give up all this talent to win the trophy. And then if you don't do it, that's a complete failure. And that sets you way back. So Mm -hmm. if there was, I don't, I don't, you don't usually don't don't see them talk about contracts during the year, but if there was like a, you know, Hey, come over here, we'll sign you. Then I'd be more okay with it, but he's still going to command. I think he's going to command, you know, $500 million.
2: Yeah. It's at least 500 minimum. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, if you do trade for them, you almost got a guarantee that you're going to sign them, <laughs> yeah. which there is no guarantee. Um, and then really all the trade proposals I've seen are nowhere close to no. what I would. If I had Shohei and like you gave if all the trade proposals I've seen, nah, I'm good. I'll keep yeah. Shohei for another couple months. Get yeah. some. At minimum, I'm going to get guaranteed jersey sales, mm-hmm. uh, viewership because he's big in the Japanese market.
0: Yeah, I think I think I'm the big good. thing is is you don't get hate from letting him go. Like he chooses to walk and he chooses not to accept a deal from you cuz if you don't trade him, he's going to listen. He's going to see but he's he's probably also going to say, "Hey, you're going to give me a lot of money and you need to bring people in." And if I'm mm-hmm. if I'm Otani, which would be awesome.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I I probably wouldn't stay with the Angel, Angels organization just because of how they've been run for a long time. They just I don't think that they're building winning or success You know, in the last 20 years. They really haven't done too much. So I would probably look to go somewhere else. I don't really necessarily know where, but I would look to go somewhere else. But still, if you're the owner of the Angels, it's a tough situation because you don't want to let them go for nothing, but you also don't want to look like the bad guy, and you can't have both of those. And I would just – I'd keep them. Let him ride out, offer him a contract that you know he's probably not going to sign, and then just say, hey, we tried. We had him for a few seasons. We really appreciate it, but we still got Trout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then just kind of call it a day from there. But there, there's some other stuff that I heard coming around the trade deadline as well, and we've talked about these teams. The New York Mets are mm-hmm. on the on the button for potentially being hot sellers. They're talking about getting rid of, I don't think they would, but Verlander and Scherzer and anybody is up for, for grabs from that just to kind of sell around. Cause I know Scherzer was saying a couple months ago, he was ready to leave. Yeah. Which, which that just shows you that you can't necessarily purchase a championship right there. Just from how yeah. bad they've been. Uh, it's just disappointing to see. I, I personally think there's going to be a lot of good shakeups with the trade market. I think if, if the white Sox are smart, they should be the biggest sellers here. I, I, mm-hmm. I hope to everything that the Red Sox are not buyers. Honestly, I think they should sell. I think they should sell James Paxton. I think they should get rid of some of these guys and rebuild and own it. And that's what we said at the beginning of the year. You don't know the identity of this team, and they still don't know what it yeah. is. Are we buyers or sellers? I don't know. No one knows. <laughs> yeah. So I think the Rays should be buyers. I think the Astros should be buyers. Texas should be buyers. All these teams that are doing uh, very well should be buyers. If you're Cincinnati, do you buy, Justin? Yes. You do?
2: you buy smart. Yeah. And so you have a you don't have to go all out because there's obviously the big names. Yeah. like Shohei uh Verlander, but I mean, you look at the White Sox roster, the big thing this year I think is going to be pitching. Uh everybody needs pitching help. Yeah. White Sox have a whole bunch of options. You know, you got Lance Lynn, uh Lucas Giellarito, and Dylan Cease. Yeah, Dylan Cease if they really want to sell yeah, because um, I think the Astros were in on him. Years. Years.
0: I saw that the Astros were looking at Cease. Oh well.
2: So I, I mean, think he'll be the uh, next Cy Young if he does. Yeah, be, he'll be the next Garrett Cole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I but, mean, who
0: knows? Maybe a change of scenery would help him out. But I just yeah, I just feel like if you are the Reds, you got to buy as well. Yeah. Just ride I mean, the wave. you got a young
2: core. Yeah. So you don't want to get rid of that young core, but at the same time, the door has now been opened and the NL Central is wide open. Yeah. All they need is a couple pitching, a little bit of pitching, and I think they can easily overtake the Brewers. Uh, but you want to do it in a way that doesn't set your team back another three years because they've already been in the bottom of the division for the past decade. You don't want to go back there.
0: Right. Yeah, they've, they've lived there for too long. <laughs> they were in the basement for a long time, yeah. and it's, it's nice to see them out of them. Speaking of that actual division, and I want you to think about this for a second, and I'm just talking to you, Justin. Just give me a wild prediction of who you think could potentially get traded, and I'm going to start. And mm-hmm. it hasn't come to fruition yet, but I still think I'm on course for Marmol to get fired over there with the Redbirds over yeah. there in St. Louis. Okay. I, I don't know where he would go, but I could see a nice trade for my boy, Nolan Arenado. I don't know where he'd go. Okay. I don't know why he would go, but he's making a lot of money over there. And if mm-hmm. they could get some prospects back, they're obviously not going the right direction. They're going in circles. Yeah. My prediction, bold prediction would be
2: that Nolan Arenado gets traded. Yeah. I mean the only thing is that contract. Yeah, it's bad. Because <laughs> he gets so much. It's bad. <laughs> you know, like he's not getting any younger. So like
0: Yeah. It's it's really well, bad. I mean,
2: he's still still an all star. Um, but you're just not gonna get the Prospects, right? I mean, to be fair, they got him for a steal anyway, so it's not like, yeah, <laughs> yeah Colorado really paid them to take him, <laughs> yeah, C- Colorado, yeah, paid them just to take, yeah. So, yeah, if they were smart, I, yeah, they would I trade him back them. to
0: Colorado for even more stuff, back.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there's a whole bunch of guys I think have traded. I think Blake Snow from Padres that's a big
0: take. If you think mm-hmm. that the Padres are going to be sellers,
2: I mean, at this point. They're not. Ca- I don't think they're catching the Dodgers. Yeah, they haven't bought at any. this point. You're just, yeah. Um, there's not too old. many
0: more people they can buy anyway, to be fair. <laughs> <So>.
2: Exactly. <laughs> and I mean, Snell is, I think, a free agent after this year. Makes sense. Like, if you're not, if you don't think you're really going anywhere, which I don't, yeah, at this point, I don't think they are, might as well get something out of him.
0: Who um, is Who is one guy you would like to see the Rays pick up? Ooh, um, I, if it obviously, Barring you have to lose some prospects. You can't just have yeah. anybody, but who is somebody you'd be uh, excited about them going to.
2: I mean, they really need pitching, but they also uh, need a little bit of a bat too.
1: So Tony. Yeah, both. That's There's your answer. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> nah, I don't. I mean, as much as I would like a tiny, it would, you just set yourself back. I agree. Another 10 years. I, um, I agree. Honestly, probably one of the white Sox pitchers. Um, yeah, they're all good. Dylan Cease would be really nice, but I, don't, I think he's going to cost too much. Uh, I would take Lance Lynn, get a, a vet with class now because they're going to get some tough games there in the postseason. You need to. Yeah, I wouldn't mind a Lance Lynn personality uh, in the Rays' locker room, at least. <laughs>
0: that dude's an animal. <laughs> yeah, I've listened to some podcasts with him on him, and he—he's uh, a character.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'll say uh, yeah, sure. I'll probably go. Final answer, Lance Lynn.
0: <laughs> okay. If I could see the Red Sox pick up anybody or trade, I, I would just say that they're sellers. I'd I'd hopefully see them trade Paxton. I'd see them trade even somebody like a corner outfitter like Verdugo or Kike. I know that's no, not no, 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 no. I know that's not popular, but <laughs> get the value of these guys. For the caliber of what the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Dodgers, those big caliber teams are trying to make these guys like you get star power. Where's the star power for, for the Red Sox? I don't think you're going to trade anybody away and get that star power, but get the prospects and then offer the prospects for someone. That's that's what I'd say. Sell now, buy in the off season and, and reset this thing. And personally, I, another kind of a tangent I'd say is I don't think if, I think if Bloom doesn't turn this around here shortly, I think he's gone. I, I don't think that the ownership can survive another two years, three years of this. Because they're making a lot of money, which is fantastic, but that's not that's not winning championships. That's not the way that the Red Sox or New England does does baseball. They don't they don't like to sit back and be patient and play the long game like the Rays have done in a good way. Yeah. They don't play it that way. I want to win yesterday. That's what they want. So that wraps up my segment.
1: All right. Uh, the next segment we have is pretty exciting. It's another treasures top five. Oh
0: baby, what's the top five today?
1: Um, it is the top five biggest blunders.
0: It, oh, okay. okay. Is it any specific? Is it in Literally the playoffs? Literally
1: anything. Oh, any time, okay. any player. Sometimes not even a player. What? Yeah. Oh, okay. Not <laughs> even <laughs> a player. A dog? You heard me right. A, what, is
0: it a bat? Is it a dog?
1: <laughs> <laughs> can, I so, take a,
0: can I take a guess at yeah, one of the blunders? I'm
1: going to give you guys, you can guess one or two each because but-
0: either way there's still blunders to us right yeah. so I've got yeah. one Bill Buckner the ball between the legs that's mm-hmm. got to be on there it's just that's just an atrocious one and if it's not on there I'm a little bit bummed
1: it is on there okay yeah Bill <laughs> Buckner
0: that's that's a tough one Justin you got one
2: yeah I mean the one that always comes up to my mind because I just seen it so many times I don't know if it's gonna be on there because it really wasn't that I don't think it was that important for a game Luis Castillo for the Mets dropping the ball oh, yeah, against the Yankees. Yeah, I remember and, that. Like, they were just running around.
0: Oh, that was hilarious, dude. Yeah, that was, um, that was a rough one. Was, was that one routine. on there?
2: That's
1: not on there.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it was on, because it wasn't that important. It, I think it was just a random game, but it's so funny. Yeah. Random pop-up. <laughs> just he just looks drops like a, it. You just look crazy <laughs> out there, too. It look like so lost. <laughs> I have
0: another one. I have Jose Canseco going to field a ball mm-hmm. and it hits him in the head and goes over for a home poor run. Poor
1: guy. It goes over for a home run. Yeah, and
0: they count it as a home yeah. run. It
1: obviously it's not on the list because I didn't know about it.
0: Okay, yeah. Would that have been on your list?
1: Yeah, poor okay.
0: guy. Yeah, hits him in the head. I'll show you the video after <laughs> this, but it's hilarious. He's going up for it right into this, st- and he just looks around like, What happened? <laughs> it hit my big coconut. I don't know what to happen.
1: <laughs> Justin, do you have you wanna guess again or
2: I'll throw one more out there. It's probably getting that on there. And it really wasn't that big of a blunder. But Randy Johnson hitting the bird. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, Tanner show me would that.
2: It was hilarious. He nuked <laughs> him, dude. He just poof. I mean, it was a blunder Feathers for the bird. But...
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, I just have to start with this little tidbit of information. Another word that they used for blunders is... Um, They call them boners.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I've heard that before. I've heard that before.
1: Um, So they referenced that later on, but um, I just thought that was hilarious. All right, so (laughs) starting in at number five, let me just set the scene. It's Atlanta versus Minnesota, game seven of the 1991 World Series. It was the eighth inning of a scoreless game. Are you in it?
0: <laughs> I'm in it. I'm just trying to figure out. Because I, was, I wasn't I was born yet, but I'm trying to remember if I remember this.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so um, Lonnie Smith hit a single, and that was followed by a long double to left center field by Terry Pendleton. So we have Lonnie Smith is on first. Pendleton hit a long double. Mm-hmm. It was hit plenty far enough for Smith to make it home and score easily.
0: Oh, I think I I know what you're talking about.
1: However, the Twins' second baseman faked a throw to second (laughs) like he got hit a (laughs) ground ball. (laughs) Smith didn't completely fall for it. He didn't go and, like, um, dive. But he ran to second, paused for about three seconds, and looked in the outfield to see what was going on. And then jogged to third.
0: Oh, that's a bummer. See, that is—it's a blunder for sure. But that's just smart play. Yeah, it's <laughs> a smart play.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, coming in at number four. Honestly, when I read this, real bummer. I actually felt really bad for the guy while I was reading this.
0: This Buckner? No. Mm.
1: Um. Sad. I felt bad for multiple people. <laughs> okay, honestly. I was gonna say. <laughs> So kind of going back to what we talked about last episode about perfect games, Armando Galarraga was on the verge of a perfect game. I watched this. He had pitched eight (laughs) and two-thirds innings, so he had one more out. Galarraga pitched to Jason Donald with two outs, and Donald hit a ground ball to the right side of the infield. Cabrera ran to get the ball and tossed it back to Galarraga, who ran to cover first. Galarraga and Donald converged at the first base, and Cabrera started celebrating a perfect game. However, Jim Joyce, the first base umpire, Jim Joyce, called him safe. On replay, Donald was clearly out, but it was back in 2010 before instant play review. And so the perfect game was nullified.
0: Wasn't even close.
1: It obviously, you know, said at the end of that part, nobody felt worse than Jim Joyce because yeah. they asked other like umpires. When you're in that situation, don't you have to be like 100 percent sure before you call? Oh, anything? Yeah. But they all said you can't base it on what's going on. You just look and you have to see what happened, and you call it. It doesn't matter that it's almost a perfect game. I don't know
0: about that. I'd rather be a part of history. <laughs> He's
2: out of there. Yeah. Giving <laughs> the benefit of doubt. Yeah, uh,
1: come on. Man, when I read that, I was like, I feel so bad for him. I w-
0: I, If I'm Jim Joyce on first, I'm like, you got 26. This one's kind of close. He's out. Let's <laughs> yeah. oh, go home.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, I remember, like, after, I think it was the next day. Yeah. Like, Jim Joyce, like, went up to him and apologized. Yeah, he was and, like, crying. He was in tears. And, yeah. Oh,
1: it's so sad. He's like,
2: I messed up. <laughs> I yeah. mean, he owns it. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. good it's, for him. But, like,
0: more power to him. But imagine Angel Hernandez is on first. He's And he, he could be out by 10 feet. Who's <laughs> oh, safe? Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like Angel would maybe make it about himself. But, yeah, Jim Joyce, that was a rough one. I, I can't believe I didn't think of that one. I watched that one live. That well, was that rough.
1: was my blunder by somebody who's not a player. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's sad. Yeah, that's a rough one.
1: So uh, coming in at number three, this is actually a series of blunders made by the Boston Red Sox. Mm. Um, it Classic was game. <laughs> 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 what a jerk! Was <laughs> <laughs> um, it was Game Six of the 1986 World Series. Boston um, blew a five to three lead when Calvin. Chiraldi gave up three hits and a run. Then Bob Stanley enters the game with a runner on first and third, and he throws a wild pitch? Or was it just the laziness on the catcher's part? (laughs) The replay (laughs) showed a ball that was a little inside, but very catchable.
0: Mm, He could have got crossed up, though. like He could have threw a sign like, hey, throw me a change up, and he threw a fastball.
1: Mm, Okay, well, blunder, blunder, blunder. Yeah. So the game was then tied 5-5. And we get the infamous blunder by Buckner.
0: Yeah, I think I think Buckner gets the biggest
2: rap on that one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Mookie oh yeah, Wilson. no one
2: remembers anything else. Yeah.
1: Well, and that's funny because that's what it was kind of saying in the article. He was just saying like, oh, everybody remembers Buckner, but he wasn't the only one who made a blunder in that game. It was. Yeah,
0: but you could say that for any sport. Like, oh, if you miss a, I'm, I'm watching some soccer right now. Just. Oh, you missed a penalty. Oh, you lost us the game. No, you had so many other opportunities. It's yeah. just what you remember. And, of course, Bill Buckner had a great career, but that is always what he will be known for.
1: Yeah. Always.
2: So, anyway, mm-hmm.
1: Mookie Wilson hits a grounder right to the first baseman, Buckner, and it goes right through his legs. And the winning run scores to end the game. Yep. <laughs> and we'll that's just, that. Yeah,
0: we'll <laughs> cut that there. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Still um, wasn't alive, but I hear about it all the time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Number two, we have uh, Alex Gonzalez. It was October 14th, 2003. You guessed it, World Series game. And the Cubs were beating the Marlins 3-1. to one. They had only five outs to win the World Series. Jose Cabrera hit what should have been a routine double play to end the inning. You couldn't have asked for a more perfect hop, right to Gonzalez's backhand, and he missed it. The Marlins go on to score eight runs that inning and (laughs) win the World Series.
2: Yikes. Casual eight run inning. Yeah.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it's just routine. Hey, if you don't get this, they're going to score eight.
2: (laughs) Goodness gracious.
1: All right, coming in at number one, this top (laughs) spot is reserved for Fred Merkel, which is also known as Merkel's boner. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Who is this person?
1: I don't know. Way back in 1908. Okay.
0: All right. So this, this could have been on a or wrestler episode. Yeah. Frank yeah. Boner
1: Markle. <laughs> um, it was the New York Giants playing the Chicago Cubs. It was a pretty crucial game as they were tied at the top of the National League and there was about two weeks left until playoffs. The score was tied 1-1, and New York had players on first and third, and Merkel was the player on first. Al Birdwell hits a single, scores the winning run, and New York fans rush on the field to celebrate the win. Merkel, a 19-year-old rookie, got so caught up in the excitement of the game, and he never tagged second. Ooh. Ooh. The Cubs second baseman Johnny Evers noticed this, Got a ball and tagged second. The umpires consulted and called Merkel out, which nullified the run, and the game was left at a tie because it was too dark to continue playing. <laughs> but wait, it gets better. <laughs> wait, there's <laughs> more.
0: <laughs> more for <laughs> Merkel.
1: Remember how I said this game was crucial because they were tied and it was so close to playoffs. Yeah. Well, the Giants and Cubs ended the regular season with the same record. Oh. And they had to make up this game. <laughs> where Chicago pulled it out to win the pendant. Mm. Tragic. Tough. All because he didn't tag a base.
0: It, well, I take back a little bit what I said because if you don't touch a base, that's kind of on you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's because everybody's doing everything else right, and that's pretty simple. Poor guy. Yeah, and you can appeal those things too. Like if some if you don't, I've seen players hit home runs and then they. <clears throat> they I don't remember if it's been the pros, but I've seen like little league videos and different stuff where the kids like don't touch home and they appeal it and they go, they tag home plate and they're out. The run yeah. doesn't count
2: after they clearly hit the ball over.
1: In little league? Poor guys.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, My coach make me used to make me do that all the time at first. Like, Dr. <laughs> Justin,
1: tag first. And then I tag and
2: they're like safe. And I was like, why do you make me do this, dude? <laughs> yeah. It's like,
0: wait, you think, you think I can't catch? Unbelievable. You think I can't touch the base? But yeah, over. that's <laughs> hilarious. Well, that is going to wrap up this episode of the Turn Two Podcast. We appreciate you listening. Hopefully, we'll start posting more on our socials, huh, Trash? Yeah. <laughs> uh, just catch us on the next episode. Uh, we're going to get back to a little bit more regularly scheduled stuff now that the All Star Breaks open. So we hope to uh, talk to you guys soon. Thanks for listening. See ya.
1: Bye. See ya.